I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Free kick. Williams will take the right side, the right side free kick. It's about halfway inside the, the Everton half. Everyone's gone forward. Everton have got everyone back. It's floated into the mix. Ball bounces down. Big welcome to a special edition of Achtung Millwall. Big welcome to our uh, well former fan on the board, Mickey Simpson. Welcome to the show, Mick. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Nick. It sounds strange, though, doesn't it? Former fan former. on the board. That sounds a bit strange, yeah. Yeah, our ex-fan on the board. Um, I th- we were just talking off air, Mickey and I, about how we might do this in the interview. And I thought I'd, it might be a good start if I just explain what the fan on the board actually is, because there might be listeners that are unaware as to, you know, as to what the the role is and what what its function is, Mick, really. I mean, it's you, you are the second fan on the board, or were the second fan on the board, so you, you stepped down um, last week, I think it was, wasn't it? And first one was yeah. Peter Garston, who... Yep. Did the job admirably, in my opinion, from, uh, I think it was about 2006, we had the first fan on the board election. Uh, Mill was yeah, one of the been... early adopters of, of that. Um, Cholton, I think, had had one, but we were one of the early adopters of having a fan who actually sat in the board of directors to to represent fans' opinions to those that run the club. Um, Peter stepped down a couple of years ago, and you, you, you basically took his place in, in somewhat... Um, would you? I'll call it. I don't know, fraught circumstances, but it was an unusual um, way that you took the role, really, Mick. Given the, given the circumstances at the time, well, wasn't it? Basically, what it was at the time, obviously, um, going back a few years now. Obviously, AMS was very active with the Battle of the Den and yeah. and other bits and pieces. Um, I think we started originally over the website. AMS coming first with with the website. Then we jumped in with the um, with the Battle of Lewisham and whatnot. What happened was the the old um, the old guard, as such, of the MSC, 
Mill Supporters Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mill Supporters Club. Um, they got a bit freaked out by the um, the last fan on the board election um, with Paul Turner and and Pete and everyone else. They got a bit freaked out with that, so they decided to try and put clauses in that pretty much made that the only people who were ever going to be able to stand for fan on the board were people who um, were active committee members of the MSC. Right. So a year prior to that coming, I put my money where the mouth was and I joined a bit, maybe a bit bit longer than that. I joined the MSC. I yeah. was sort of previously, you know, finding out that whether or not, you know, what was going to happen to the position, speak to Pete, um, speak to JB, um, you know, just John, really... John Belson, email, yeah. John yeah. Belson email there. And I, you know, I saw um, Steve Cavanaugh when he first joined because there was a lot of perceived, um, you know, like like you say, there's this big cartoon image um, of me there was on social media um, and online about me. So I just wanted to make sure, obviously... That they got to me who I was. Yeah. Um, just to, I mean, just as a, just to slightly interject that. I mean, I, I think at Millwall for many, many years. I don't know if we're, we're different to other clubs, but certainly um, this is the, the Millwall story. I think m- club and fan relationships have always been at odds with each other slightly. I, I, I don't think that's too much of a, a stretch to, to oh, say. You know, I, I think there's always been an element of um, sometimes hostility uh, one toward the other on both, in both directions and attempts at various points to try and bring the club and the fans together. I, I think, obviously, being the kind of club that we are, that's always going to be a very difficult thing. And you, you touched on the last fan on the board election, Peter Garston and Paul, uh, who we both know. Um, it, it got fairly, um, it was conducted in a fairly robust way, I think. And I, I think that um, that's that's essentially the problem, in a way, with all fan relationships, is that because that election was conducted in a robust way, um, I, I'm, I'm using that term, you know, loosely, but I, I think everyone would agree it was, it was fairly full on at times. Um, it's it, it, was, it, it created a very difficult situation because obviously the club have an interest in good relationship with fans, but then fans also have issues that often, I, I think, think, are perceived as not being heard, Nick, in yeah, the past. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I think the problem we had is that over the, the, that that era with um, the election and everything else, the, the MSC at the time took it upon themselves. And they put conditions in that, you know, you had to be an MSC member, you had to be on a committee, you had to serve on a committee for a full 12 months and, and et cetera, et cetera, which, you know, I didn't, I didn't agree. As soon as I took over, as soon as I got the fan on the board, I put my name forward, and the reason I got it, and again, you know, I, I believe it should have gone to a vote, um, but, you know, you, you can't... I couldn't set the rules. The rules were already made. I had to play with the rules. And as soon as I played with the rules and managed to be successful and got in, I then changed, you know, put my um, thoughts forward to change. So... They were quite happy for a fan on the board to serve an unlimited amount of time. Yeah. I wasn't. I think that you should have served two years and then you possibly serve another two years. That I wanted anybody to be able to um, be part of the fan on the board process, that anyone could put their name in as long as they're half sensible, etc., etc., that anyone could put their name in. That was the only part of it what, um, unfortunately, I didn't win on the vote. But I only wanted 
really to be found on the board for two things. Um, and those two things were, I wanted to help by hook or by crook to get rid of the Leeds ticketing fiasco. Um, yeah, the, the picking up of tickets from the from the yeah, service station. Yeah, being yeah. treated like second class citizens, you know, being being told to have your photo taken, and ID checked, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, just to just to go watch Leeds or, yeah. or Millwall versus Leeds, which I thought was an absolute joke. And unfortunately, over the last ten years, the the current MSC had done nothing about it, and and it hadn't moved. That was what I wanted to get rid of. And another thing what I wanted to get rid of, what I was feeling more and more aggrieved, more and more when I was in with the MSC and looking at stuff, was that we were having a hell of a lot of people on long-term bans. When I say long-term bans, I mean, you go back to the Birmingham riot, mm. okay, which is, what, 15 years ago? 2002, yeah, 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 17 years. 15 plus years ago, right? Yeah. There were still people who had 10-year bans over that who were still on bans. Yeah. And my... My attitude was with the board is that, look, anyone on a long-term ban needs to be looked at, needs to have a way of being able to come back. I said, because no one, who they were 10 years ago, are necessarily the same person now. They might have kids, they might have this, they might have that. They're going to be completely different people. At least speak to these people and see, make a judgment and, and review their case and then let them in. Because before that, there was no way of reviewing a case. If you were banned yeah. and you were on a long-term ban, you weren't coming back. You're listening to Achtung Millwall. Those are two areas where I think you've you've done really well. This is not this interview's not intended as a, a, a you know. No, no, no way. Puff, 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 puff But I mean, you, you you've. You've done, I mean, the, the Leeds thing is now more like a normal match, which I think is a huge achievement. Um, and also, as you said, you've, you've got the bands reviewed and, and hopefully the uh, the vast bulk of them um, cleared. When I, I joined I, it, that was 300. It's now yeah. below 60. Yeah. I mean, the thing, I, I suppose what I would always ask um, the, the club to a degree, but um, it's a point of issue a lot online is, is what we might call security within the den and the, and what is perceived sometimes as heavy handedness by, by stewards or overly, um, you know, I don't know, overly zealous security. I mean, we had an issue last season where there was an alleged, um, some, a, a, a teenager was supposed to have taken an overdose. I, I don't know if that's um, a true thing or if that's, can, you can talk about that in any way, but there's, there's a perception amongst the fans often that, um, the club are over overzealous with, with Mill fans, particularly at the Den. Would, would you agree with that? Look, I think I think a lot of that is in part true. There was a case with um, with a youngster with, with something um, with drugs. Again, you know, it, I think there's loads of issues regarding it, safeguarding and everything else because. You know, if it's my my kid or anyone else. Yeah, no, no, we're not, we're not looking for. Um, there was, yeah. you know, I think there was something that went on which obviously went to the dogs. But again, over the dogs, you know, the I, dogs. I, yeah, I I can only do so many things. What I have, what I did get from that after after the event was that if they were ever going to do it again, that they put an amnesty box there. Okay, that's really people mean to, a lot. To, but people to drop the gear off. Drop, as they, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I think. If I'm honest, I think that was a form of entrapment. 
that, you know, you were coming through the stadium doors and then you were, you know, then there were dogs and everyone else there. They weren't dogs from from the police and they're, and they're, they're just ones what every premiership club, football yeah. league club can yeah. hire. There's a, a company what's got the license through, um, through, through by the, the football league. But again, you know, it, it was something what was took place. Um, I wasn't happy with it. And no. again, I, you know, I... I Voiced my concerns. You know, I voiced my concerns. Yeah, no, I don't. No, uh, no. Behind those doors, it was very close that I nearly ended up resigning um, over that on the spot. But I thought, no, it's probably best to try and deal with it. Try and make sure that if it ever 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 happened again, that actually there's some there's some things put in place to hopefully not make people feel as if they're trapped. Um, but we live in a modern age where you know. Drugs and everything else aren't accepted in most most places. I think no, if you no, look that, at the statistics, drugs that, are very yeah. high within yeah, football. I agree. It's something what the yeah. AFL, the FA and everyone else um, and the police are clamping down on. But do I think they're going to be there every week? No, I don't. Do I think they're going to be there once every so often? Maybe. Do I think they'll probably be there again? I don't know. Um, that's not my decision to make. That's... That's purely on an operational decision, and because of the level of it, it would be a decision what the club made, and then obviously we'd have to deal with it afterwards. Did you find yourself at times, Mick, um, Mickey, as a a buffer between the decisions, as you just said rightly, these decisions are not yours to take, but somehow you're then put into a position or find yourself in a position of having to explain or what may sound to others like justify actions that they you know um that they would disagree with it did, i mean was that one of the reasons why you found the job or the the role in the end something that you you wanted to step away from that that sense of being a a, a buffer between club and, and fan, the fan base i think it was it, i think it was getting to a stage where i could pretty much still do what i was doing but from a fan group point of view you know working with ams and working with the other people who are now joining and getting involved with AMS, we can do it as a collective front um, rather than me. Do I think the fan on the board is a worthwhile position? Yes, but I think we're in 2019 and things need to move forward. It's a very, very tough job for someone who works full-time, has got a family. Yeah, I agree with I gave my, and you know this from, you know, text message, conversation, I gave my heart and soul to that position for two years. Yeah. Um, you know, probably more so than what I should have done for my family and everyone else. Um, you know, answering people, try to answer people truthfully and honestly on Twitter and stuff. Like it, it's a big. It, it's a you're thankless. You're never going to please everybody. No, no, thankless task. Thankless and I never task, got paid for it. No, you didn't, no. <laughs> I think people seem to forget that. It is a thankless task that no one can succeed at, in my opinion. It's a bit like being a politician. You know, they, they, there's, there's the. Um, there's the there's the saying that every politician ends in failure. Well, I think every Mill fan on the board ends in a degree of failure because you just cannot succeed in the role. Um, I mean, you, you have uh, rightly, um, you know, in your statement, your 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 kind of um, a resignation statement pointed out to a lot of successes that you've had, and I think we touched on two already. The other thing I just want to throw into the mix is the success you've had with the the charitable work that you've put in. I mean, there's a, you've done a huge amount for the Wonder Walk Cup. And and other um you know other uh, the walk we did for the boxer Charlie, um and and the London Bridge four that that came on the pitch. You've done a lot of stuff like that, which I think because people tend I was to in a, get. 
I was in a position of being able to do that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what, contrary to, you know, what everyone wants to say online about me, this, that, and the other, I was there to make sure that Millwall fans got what they wanted. Whether or not, you know, realistically on everything, that could be from someone who's, you know, dad or someone who's, who's you know, terminally ill with cancer and wants a signed shirt from Neil Harris or he might want uh, a letter from Neil Harris with some words or, mm. you know, someone's getting married and wants a card signed by the players or wants a video. Anything like that, it's what's what. Or even they've got an issue and they want me to speak to John. I mean, I've had people phone me up and, and email me with, you know, with these share scams, what's going on. Can you make sure John gets this or do this? So, you know, you email, you speak to the mm. board, you do this and that. Am I going to change everything? No, but you know what? I think I think if you look back over the two years, I think I had a lot more successes than I did failures. But you know what? I had failures. Um, and I think no one will say that I didn't try as hard as I could to make sure that you know, I'd done things. Things things were getting tougher, um, and it's no, you know, I'm not going to hide from it. I I didn't have the greatest relationship um, with the new MSC. I did obviously look at, um, at raising concerns over the last MSC um, with various bits and pieces, um, which are all documented in the minutes. Um, I did raise serious concerns, and I did try to to make things work. Um, and people sort of didn't really want to listen to me. So I did have to go to the board to make sure that the board stepped in. Um, is it for the better now? I don't know. I wanted to take the MSC forward. Um, and I basically, from shutting down the old one, I didn't really have much involvement going forward. I, I put commanding officers as such, or, or you know, the, the committee leaders or the people leaders to go forward to try and get things in place. Um, and then I had no involvement in it, so I've, I've not been to a meeting with them for probably 18 months. Acton Millwall is the number one Millwall podcast. Accept no substitute. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. 
Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Just to explain to listeners, the old the old Mill Supporters Club was formed by Theopathetis, actually, back in the early 2000s when he was still chairman. And it was it's, it's always been a strange beast in some ways, Mickey, because the the supporters club is not independent or it never used to be independent. It was actually under the, the club's wing, although it had the kind of pretense or pretext of being an independent body. So the, the finances controlled by the club. So um, what what happened was there was a change in um, the leadership of the of, of the Mill Supporters Club from what you, what you call the old guard to uh, new new faces have come in now, but I, th- I think they're now independent. But I think there's a problem of membership. Um, I don't know that it's a particularly large organisation, and I I don't know if, if I'm going to be really honest. I don't know if Millwall fans are particularly great joiners of things. They, they, it's it doesn't seem to come in the in the DNA of, of a Millwall fan to be a joiner no, of I a mean, member of stuff. Look, you know, I mean, look, you know, This is the AMS, the online um, social media-based grouping that that you formed, yeah. which is largely largely focused um, on on the battle for for survival for the club. Which um, yeah, we'll, right. yeah, we'll, we'll come on to that in a minute because you've been that was that, I just want to add in that's another success. In fact, it's a massive success, so huge. I'm not sure people have actually fully absorbed so how actually, the win was. I feel a bit uncomfortable getting obviously you know success success, but. I have to put one of the successes, what we did, down to you as well, which is Isla Cayen. Um, you know, if it wasn't the, for the uh, fact the of, of well, Dean yeah. West bringing it to my attention, and then stuff what you and um, Jamie and Jamie Tony Monday, Monday um, well, and that, bold, you know, things what you guys done. I mean, if you add it all up, between all of you and obviously the Millwall fan base who, who contributed and all that, we raised nearly we we raised very much nearly over fifty grand um, as a and that's a, that's a, a that, fan group. Yeah, I mean Isla's story has a happy ending. I, I was just reading yeah, um, so far, a couple yeah. days ago um, that the little girl is cancer free, and that's yeah. you know that goes beyond beyond anything really. Um, I mean, I, just going back to. Um, you stepping down, Mick. So that was that's the kind of lead into the conversation, really. I mean, it obviously follows. Um, I've written on my notes the Portugal fiasco, um, which was to explain to listeners this was a pre-season training uh, trip that the club do every year to uh, Villa Mura in on the on the Algarve, um, where uh, fa- many many fans expressed an interest in going. It, it wouldn't be within some of the interests me, but people are interested in going, and it's always been. Uh, build as a, a behind closed doors thing um, yeah. and the, a friend who was arranged out there in Portugal between Millwall and local side Braga but also Fleetwood Town 
um, apparently had sold tickets to their fans to go over and travel and have a, have a holiday and, you know, sunshine and grab a beer and watch the pre-season take place. Whereas Millwall, for reasons that are unclear, had only allowed that for a VIP group of fans to travel, um, sponsors and, and the like, but not what you might call your regular fans, you know, the, the people that go week in and week out. Most, I, un, most unfortunate bit of PR. Um, did, yes, massive, massive, massively. Did that uh, fiasco, as I've called it, I think it was a fiasco, did that affect your, was that was that crucial in your decision to go? Were you on the brink of going already? Was that the straw that broke the, the camel's back or did it not feature? Part of, yeah, it, it, it featured to a degree. Well, it featured, yeah, to a degree. Basically, I'd been looking at leaving for... <clears throat> Uh, a while to a degree. I'd only really wanted to do two years and change things for the better and set up a system moving forward what would then actually truly represent the fan base as a whole. Um, I've, said, I've said to you a few times in our conversations, I don't think you should carry on on other issues no, on previous. You know, no, 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 you know no, we, you and me have spoken and, and I don't know how you've done it for so long, to be honest. But anyway, well, I so... Don't I don't know how I've done it for so long. I don't know how I'm still with my missus. I don't know how I still live in a house. <laughs> you've got two um, lovely kids and you've got a life. I, and you've got a job, mate, you know? I, I, I really don't know how I've done. You know, my girl is at an age where she loves the fact that, you know, I was found on the board yeah. and she could Google me and show people pictures of me and, you know, with Millwall stuff or Millwall website yeah. and all that lot. My boy's six, couldn't give a toss. But <laughs> it... it it was starting to have major, major, major impacts on my family life, where yeah, yeah. it was taking over every minute of the day. I've got a full-time job, which is, you know, a hectic job. You're coming in from work. You end up doing stuff online. You end up calling people, emailing people, everything else to try and get things sorted. It was getting to a stage where more and more. So I was already in the pre, I was already in the predetermined stage of looking to set up meetings. So. Um, I've been to Hoff. House of Fun. House of Fun, I think, put a, um, a vote on, on their forum and, and it basically they turned it down, but hopefully, possibly, they might come back to the table because I believe everyone needs to everyone needs to, to be at the initial meetings and then, you know, this is, have this an is for the This is for the future relationship between yeah, fans in the most general sense and Mill yeah, Football Club. Hoff, Hoff, Mill Online, 45K, a um, couple of others from yeah. Facebook, a couple of others from Twitter, who are, shall we say, Millwall influencers as a whole. They've got a lot of people who listen to them. They interact with a lot of Millwall fans, etc., etc. The MSC and AMS. I want to bring them into a meeting where literally discuss what do you want going forward? Do you want more than one option? Do you want a representation from the 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 group of people I've already said? where they all sit at the table. So they can all sit at the table and make decisions. The club will come and say, right, we need this. It then goes to them. Then they can go out to their people and make decisions. Because what we need going forward is I was never comfortable about being the representative, being the fan on the board, because technically I got it by default. I couldn't change the rules. And you know and I know that I would have preferred to win it at, at Fair and home. square, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
you know, and there were people who were giving you the digs all along who had no idea. Some people still gave you the digs, had had an idea of what's going, but didn't want to get involved. And the Portugal thing was, I didn't agree with it at all. I, I was um, not happy that the fact that VIPs were put forward over normal fans. I can understand why it was done, because obviously they're the people who are possibly spending big money with you and you need to entertain the same as in any business. But I think our normal everyday fan base um, needs to be appreciated too. And I think over the last season or so, I think there's been a, a turn where a lot of fans are feeling unloved um, and not feel that love with various things, stewarding. There's been various different aspects where it was, but, it was the level of abuse over a decision that I couldn't. The reason I stayed on a little bit longer was that Steve was away. So I then managed to speak to Steve, and I got Steve to agree that next season um, we're going to be able to, from January, we're going to be able to have meetings, AMS, um, MSC, various other people. We'll be able to have meetings to devise a system where it'll work, where fans can go. So if they are doing a pre-season tour, wherever that is, whether that's Portugal, you know, Iceland, Ireland, Scotland, well, I'm wherever, to it will be where yeah, we're yeah, where, wherever it is, <laughs> that there is a facility where Millwall could go. You're listening to Achtung Millwall. But the problem we've got is that we've got people like the FA who have to sanction all these friendlies throughout Europe who automatically, at the moment, don't necessarily think, you know, we're a great a great team and a great team of supporters and everything else. I don't know they why They really like to. No, nor do I. Um, <laughs> you've got to look at the, the British media that yeah. if, you know, if we sent a 1,000 fans over to Portugal and five fans went and got in a tear-up in the town centre in the middle of the Argyle, it would be Millwall fans going a rampage in Portugal, not five five fellas from south-east London got in a tear-up. It would be, you know, Millwall going a rampage. It'd and be... that's, you know, you've got to look at everything. I'm not justifying it. No, I no, think no. you've it's, got it's... to look at everything and say, you know, any other club, their fans could go to a match and walk away trouble-free, have trouble in the evening, and no one would link the two. No. But Millwall, they would link it, and it would it would cause... And the problem being is that the more bad press we get, which last year, I think we, you know, with Billy Taylor and, and Steve and myself, we hit them head on. They went after them. Um, you know, every time with Sky Sports, when they did the, yeah. um, you know, talk, the, talk the Hatchet and, interview. Yeah, well, might, you know, the yeah. Hatchet with... Um, a Neil Harris interview, 15 questions, played one about Everton, and it was yeah. brought to yeah. my attention by a fan. I went to the club. The club ended up saying, well, you don't come back to the training game. Can't ban it from the, the match day because, obviously, they've got licence with the Football League to to broadcast and stuff. But, you know, you hit them in other ways. Daily yeah. Mail, I think, had, had trouble. Other people have all had trouble where they've, you know, where they've started using cheap tactics against us and they get caught on it. But how are we going to change it? I don't know. Let's close out on something a little bit more upbeat because we've, we've touched on this already. But we had massive news this week, Mickey, with Renewal, uh, the developer who have been 
in cahoots with with Lewisham Council for some years now, three years plus, um, wanting to uh, compulsory purchase our car park and various other slices of land around the stadium. And lo and behold, this week, uh, an announcement on Renewal's website and matched with Millwall's website to say that the appears that the uh, the Battle of the Den, as we've called it, is, is appears to be over. Um, that they're now there's now a spirit of cooperation between the developer, the club, and the council, and the land sale as appears to have been withdrawn, which I think is the land sale hasn't been withdrawn yet, but I okay. think it's it's possibly going to be withdrawn very soon, hopefully. Um, Millwall's got their planning, which I think is good. I think there's a there's a um, I think there's a roof terrace bar for Millwall fans. So you can nice. Right next to the ground. Um, I think there's going to be some food places, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think it's stuff what will help to start, you know, help carry the club forward in future yeah. years with money to save JB putting his hand in his pocket every year. I mean, don't forget he's put seventy odd million pound in, never taking the penny out. Um, oh, he's been a fantastic chairman. I would never, ever entertain anyone that tells me, um, you know, John Berrelson has been anything other than a benefit for the club. I know that we've, um, you know, we, we've, we've hovered between League One and, and the second tier all that time, but that's, we're, we're alive and his, his money has funded us. And, uh, you know, I, I, I take my hat off to him. I think he's been a wonderful chairman for the club. I, I, I just want to say well done to you personally, because I got involved with this in, late 2016 uh, when I think you were active at the time I must admit I hadn't really followed the storyline and I got involved when there was that infamous 6-1 vote by the, the Lewisham cabinet yeah. um, in favour of compulsory purchase for the, the car park lands and you and I both know that the, the club was very real, very realistically staring at relocating away from uh, Bermondsey out to yeah. you know Ebbsfleet or you know Dartford or, or, or somewhere far away from our, our traditional. Yeah. And we, we know that was very close. I must admit, when I first got involved with this, my, 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 I wasn't even dreaming of success. I thought if we can win ourselves six months' grace, we might have uh, for something to turn up. I didn't know quite know what I was aiming at, to be honest. And to have come this far, and it seems, you know, we will caveat that we were not there yet, but we seem to have won the day. I just think it's an amazing achievement, Nicky. I, I take my hat off to you, mate, because that was an incredible, incredible feat of pressure. And um, I don't know how we did it, to be quite honest with you. I, I, I did a, a post online the week, a few thank yous, which I won't repeat here. Um, but it, it does include uh, Barney, Barney Roney. Um, Paul, Paul Turner, of course, a founder and member of the AMS with yourself and and one or two others, um, and our, our, our financial guy. Um, I just think it's been an incredible experience, and to have won it, as it seems that we have now, is utterly incredible. Never would have dreamed of this back in 2016. Before we close out, Mickey, I just want to say, mention one councillor who's been a great support to us and who's not very well at the moment, which is Councillor Hall, Alan Hall. Um, if he's listening to the show, I just want to send him our best wishes, and we'll say no more than that. Um, but if you are listening, um, your help was much appreciated through the campaign, Alan, and you're always welcome at the den anytime, mate. So thank you to you, and, and best wishes for for a recovery uh, as soon as possible. Yeah, he, he, look, he, he, if it weren't for him with the scrutiny committee and all that, I think he was, you know, lucky to have someone like him who, who you know, smelled something man. and wanted to look into something a bit more yeah. deeper, and he did, and and you know, it helped. Um, you know, 
you know, Paul Bell at the beginning was, you know, very handy towards me, very, very, you know, cooperative towards me and stuff. And, and there's been various ones, but I think, you know, once it's all over, but, you know, well, a, AMS isn't going away after after we close Lewisham off. AMS has always been there for the fan group. It's going to be there as a fan group, and it's coming back. I've got some great people who are going to be coming on board um, across the spectrum of Millwall fans. So, you know, it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting times ahead. Um, I was, a, you know, I was the. You're not taking a rest. I thought you'd be taking a rest to get back with your your family and kids and your wife. You're supposed to be taking. I am taking a rest. <laughs> I am taking a rest, but I'm not. You know, AMS is still AMS is something what I set up. AMS is something what you know I'm proud of and everything else. But I don't need to be there. No. I've got other people what you know are quite happy. You know, Aisha and, and people like her who only want to look, only, only want to do things with Millwall fans, only want to do things for Millwall fans. They're, they're lifelong Millwall fans. They, in my eyes, tirelessly go about doing stuff with no recognition, no, no thanks, no, no anything. She just does what she does. She's a diamond, Aisha. Yeah. She, mate, she is an absolute. Considering. The rough time she's had over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, and she's still been there selling. Um, yeah, no, yeah, she personifies Millwall in that way. She's um, solid. Massive. Massive. And, you know, and, you know, Mama Lion, etc. There's some good people coming on board across the whole spectrum. Um, and it'll go. I've made sure that the communication lines are there with the club. Um with Steve Kavanagh, etc., and management in the club, so that points and raises can be raised. Um, and hopefully, we can go forward. We can go forward and have a fan group that's truly independent, as it already has. And it's also proven that when it needs to address matters, it can. Um, and we go from there. So, yeah. Well done, Mickey. Well done for your two years, two and a bit years. Just want to say thank you on behalf of Millwall fans for what you put in, your thankless task. And, um, well, I was going to say take it easy, but it don't sound like you'd be taking it that easy. But um, oh, If my missus is listening, no, I'm going to be stepping right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, look, no I, I, I'm nice not going to be as much as involved where I was, but, look, you know, it is what it is. There's a few things coming, so I've got another podcast what I want to do nothing in, uh, in competing with yours. Um, a few other bits and pieces. There's a new website coming. We've got some new logos, etc., etc. There's a need for it. If there wasn't a need for it, then it wouldn't be there. So look, I only existed in the position I did because of every one of you lot out there who supported me and backed me. Um, I understand that I wasn't um, your personal choice, a fan on the board, but. I had no decision in that. I all I done was played. I played the game by the rules that were available to me at the time. Um, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but all I can say is I had fun. Um, make sure you enjoy Leeds. The old Bill. Some of the messages I've had off them um, over the first the year we were there was mad. I'd never thought I'd see those those emails from police speaking in Millwall in the terms when they did where. They thought, actually, I don't know what the problem is. You guys are good as gold, blah, blah, blah. It's the Leeds fans, this and that. So, look, thank you very much. Sorry I'm not staying on longer than two years. Um, it is what it is. And 
if you feel that I've left you in the lurch, and I apologise there. Many thanks for coming on the show, Mickey. That's the Millwall news this week. A big thank you to Mickey Simpson, ex-fan on the board. We'll be back next week after the opening game of the season versus Preston North End. Thanks for listening, listeners. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall news this week, and we are out of here. Achtung, Mehlball. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.